Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. And welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane. I'm your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. This show is designed to give you the latest information that will help you to take control of your health and your life. Today's show is entitled, Manage Your Stress or It Will Manage You. So I will define stress for you. We'll talk about the advantages and disadvantages of stress in your life. We'll show you some simple techniques to help you manage your stress. Now, as a disclaimer, uh, this information is provided for educational purposes only. It's not meant to diagnose or to treat. Now, if you do need those services, you need to uh, make any health changes with your health care provider. Now, I saw this cartoon recently, and I thought it was so interesting. It said, there are only two times that I feel stressed, and it's day and night. And I thought, how interesting. It just highlights the fact that stress is all around us and is with us many, many times of the day. And in fact, with the latest things that have happened recently with Hurricane Sandy, and a lot of my neighbors here on the East Coast are suffering an enormous amount of stress. We know people have lost loved ones. They've lost uh, property. Um, I still have uh, my aunt who a week later still doesn't have electricity. A friend of mine was stuck in her apartment for days because the elevator didn't work because of the flooding. We also have, I remember going to church this morning and the lines were several blocks long because people were still trying to get gas to fill up their cars so they could go to work tomorrow. So my prayers go out to all of these people who have suffered with Hurricane Sandy. But as I, as I said, this is just further to show that stress is always with us and sometimes we have more stress than other times. So what is stress? What is stress? Simply put, stress is your body's way of dealing with or responding to some kind of demand. And this demand can be good or it can be bad. We know, for example, people who are getting married, it's a good thing. Someone's having a baby or someone's going off to college. These are all great things, but they can be a source of stress. And the same thing with someone who's uh, having a lot of debt, who's lost a loved one, who's going through a divorce. These are types of things, types of demands that uh, the body is experiencing and the mind is experiencing, and these are forms of stress. And one of the things that happens is when people feel stressed, 
with the things going on around them, your body reacts by releasing chemicals in the blood. These chemicals are called hormones, and we'll talk about them a little bit more shortly. But one of the things to note, there's this diagram of the figure eight of the stress response. And what it really highlights is this mind-body connection where you have stressful thoughts or stressful things that are going on in your mind, and your body will react to these things by releasing different types of hormones. So there's this there's this mind-body connection when it comes on to stress, and along with many along with many other types of disorders. Now, in terms of the stress hormones, we know that when you are immediately stressed, uh, your body releases adrenaline or epinephrine. And the goal of this is to give you energy and strength so you can either fight or flight. And back in the day when we were running from physical danger, this was a good thing. This gave us the boost we needed to deal with these physical dangers. The problem with modern world is today we deal with stress all the time, and many times these are emotional dangers or emotional things, and there's no real outlet uh, for this energy, this excess energy that we've built up with the hormones. Now, the stress hormones, when they're released, they can... um, cause a lot of noticeable effects as well as hidden effects on our bodies as well as our minds. Some of the noticeable effects, the hormones can cause our pupils to dilate. And it makes sense if you want to fight or flight, the pupils dilate so you can see better. The mouth may go dry. The neck and shoulder muscles may tense. The heart may pump faster. Some people, it pumps so fast that they'll have even chest pains. They'll have palpitations. You can sweat in that moment when you're feeling really stressed and you're uh, trying to survive. Your breathing becomes fast and shallow. You're hyperventilating. So these are some of the more noticeable effects. But other things that can happen, which are hidden effects, is that the brain and the body also gets ready for action. And so when this adrenaline is released, your blood pressure can rise. You may not notice it, but the blood pressure may rise. Your liver may release glucose to provide energy for the muscles to either fight or to run or flight. Um, The digestion will slow because you don't want to be digesting when you're in that mode. Uh, The sphincter may close and then relax. So many of these things may happen and you don't even know. Another thing that happened, a big one, uh, is that cortisol, which is a stress hormone, will depress the immune system. And this is something you don't realize. So the stress hormones are important. As I said, adrenaline is usually released immediately when stress occurs. And adrenaline, these stress hormones come from the adrenal glands. It sits on top of the, the two kidneys and basically... The adrenaline will help to release energy and, again, will get you ready for fight or flight. What happens is another stress hormone called cortisol. Now, if the stress persists, these same glands will release cortisol. And cortisol can have many detrimental effects. It can actually go in the brain where it affects brain cells. It can prevent brain cells from effectively communicating with each other. And sometimes they'll say when someone is really stressed, they seem confused during those stressful situations. 
We also know that overexposure to this cortisol can affect parts of the, of the brain that deals with memory and learning. The hippocampus, for example, can be affected. Now, what are some of the more, let's talk about some of the more negative effects of stress that we see every day. For example, the hair is a big one. You'll see excessive hair loss or baldness. I do remember this little eight-year-old girl who came to the dermatology clinic with her parents, and she had just been losing hair. No one could seem to tell what was going on. The pediatrician did all the labs, everything checked out. This little girl kept losing her hair. And as we spoke to her more, we kind of realized that a lot of what was happening to her was more emotional things. Her parents were going through a divorce, and the mom had moved to a different location, and she was now, the little girl was now in a new school. She had to make new friends, new teachers, just everything was new for her and was a big source of stress, and everybody missed it. And once we identified that and addressed those problems, the problem of her hair loss resolved. We also remember the actress, Cheryl Lee Ralph, and I remember reading an article that she wrote right after she had gotten divorced, and uh, she talked about, you know, just waking up and seeing clumps of hair coming out because she was going through so much stress. So hair loss is a big thing that we sometimes see with stress. We, we see muscle aches and pains. Now, I'm one of those people where when I have a lot of stress in my shoulder, my neck, the back of my neck becomes very tense and very painful. A lot of people will wear their stress in this location. You see low back pain also and just generalize muscle aches. The digestive system is not immune to this. You see people with gastritis, uh, irritable colon, They'll have diarrhea or alternating diarrhea with constipation. The skin also. People that have a history of eczema and psoriasis, you sometimes will see more of an outbreak or more um, more eruption of these whenever they're stressed. And I talked about the brain before, but there are other things, too, that goes on with the brain when there's stress. There's insomnia. People can have trouble falling asleep or they fall asleep and then they have trouble staying asleep. And many times this just it's just a continuation of the problem because once you have the stress and you can't fall asleep and insomnia leads to more stress and it just never ends. People become very irritable. They can have headaches if you have a history of migraine. Sometimes with stress you can have more exacerbation or more episodes of those migraines. People can have tension headaches. You can have anxiety and depression, and, and stress and depression tends to hang out quite a bit. You see sometimes in the mouth people will have oral ulcers or people who have a history of um, uh, cold sores will sometimes have more outbreaks whenever they are stressed. And we talked about the heart a little bit before, but you'll see more cardiovascular disease and hypertension or increase in blood pressure. People who have a history of asthma, you sometimes may see exacerbation of those asthmatic conditions when they are stressed. And, of course, the reproductive organs. 
We know that women can have menstrual disorders whenever they are stressed, and men can have erectile dysfunction. So stress can affect and does affect many, 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 many organs of our bodies, uh, brain cells, uh, chronic exposure to cortisol can, can cause death of brain cells. They actually showed that rats who were exposed to stress had a smaller hippocampus. The hippocampus in your brain is important in memory and learning. And as I mentioned before, chronic exposure to stress can change the brain circuit. You can have uh, additional fats around the bellies, and this type of fat called visceral fat, is known to, co to contain a lot of hormones that's not good for you. And as I mentioned before, the immune system. So you have a lot of reasons to want to take control of your stress because it really has a negative impact on your health as well as your life. And if that wasn't enough, there was a study that came out uh, in October uh, of 2012, just last month, and it actually showed that parents who were going through excessive stress are more likely to have children who struggle with obesity. These children are more likely to eat fast food. They don't eat as healthily as they should, and they tend to be overweight. And we also know that stress can destroy friendships and marriages. So, again, not only does it affect us in a physical way, but it can affect us in an emotional way as well as affecting our relationships. So we have good reasons to want to manage our stress, and that's what I'm going to move to next. I'm going to show you some basic tips that you can use to help manage your stress. Now, if you're just joining us, Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane. I'm your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, this show is designed to give you the information you need to help you take control of your health and your life. And none of this information is presented as a means of diagnosing or treating those things you need to address with your healthcare provider. The information here is just that. It's, it's meant to educate and to inform you. So now let's talk about some of the things to help manage your stress. We know we have it. We know it's bad for us. And we know now that we can actually do things to help control it or at least minimize the, the impact that it will have on us. So the first thing that I would suggest in terms of tips in helping to manage stress is to avoid stress. And that's an easy one. We know that there are times we can't avoid it, but there, there are situations where you know are stressful and you can definitely avoid them and you try to do that. And one way to try to avoid your stress is to first identify what causes your stress. And we know that you can have gratitude journals, you can have uh, goal journals, you can also have a stress journal. And all you're doing here is identifying things in a day that is very stressful to you. And what that allows you to do is you're able to look back at the end of a week and see if these things are recurring in your life. You can identify stressful events 
as well as stressful people. I've often said that there's some people in our lives that it's okay for us to love them from afar, and this includes family members too. Uh, many of them can be a source of stress, and you may need to put a little bit of distance between yourself and them. You also want to look at how, how you coped with those stressful situations. You know, if you were successful in coping, you want to use some of those same mechanisms to handle your current stress. You want to look at what you can change. You want to look at what you can change and also what you can't and, and just accept what you cannot change. A good friend of mine pointed that out to me recently. And another thing that I learned, and this is so important, is to take 100% responsibility for what's going on in your life. And so even when the stress is going on, take responsibility. It will really change your perspective. And in avoiding stress, you also want to learn to say no. I'm one of those people who used to love to volunteer for everything, and then I realized this is a source of stress, and I'm not doing the thing the way I want to if I feel stressed out when I'm doing it. So learn to say no. You can always go back and change your mind and say yes. Another thing to avoid with avoiding stress is to be realistic about your to-do list. I'm also guilty with this one. I'll put 50 things on my to-do list, and I know that, there's no way I can get this done. So I've learned to be better about my to-do list. You can always add things later on if you have uh, the, the additional time. So avoid stress by identifying your stress and learning how you cope with your stress and seeing what you can change. These are things that will help you to manage your stress, and that's, that's your first tip. The, the second tip is it's so simple is to breathe. Moments when you are feeling stressed, take a moment and breathe. Correct breathing can help to manage your stress in that moment. We know that when someone is stressed, they breathe very rapidly, they breathe in a shallow way, they tend to hyperventilate. And so you want to take that moment to slow your breathing and um just breathe in a normal pattern, take in deep breath, and allow the tension to slip away from your body. Dr. Diane A. Thompson is an author, a dynamic speaker, and a workshop leader. If you would like to hire her to speak at your event, please visit www.drdianethompson.com. Also, sign up for updates and for her free ebook on stress at www. DrDianeThompson.com. That's www.drdianeThompson.com. Another another uh, technique or tip in helping you to manage your stress is to get an attitude of gratitude. Get an attitude of gratitude. I love this one because I tell you we're so tempted many times to focus on things that we don't have. And when you focus on things that you're actually lacking, this is one way that uh, can be a source of stress for you. So to gain an attitude of gratitude, you want to focus on the things you have and take the focus off the things that you lack. People who are grateful tend to be happier. They tend to be less depressed. They they tend to be less stressed. There was actually a study done where they looked at people who were 
grateful in their lives. And they looked at people who were not, and they found that these people who were grateful tend to do better, tend to be happier, tend to be less stressed. And I'll teach you a couple of techniques uh, of how to get an attitude of gratitude, and I sometimes have to do this one. The first one is to play the alphabet game. Many times we think we don't have things for which we should be grateful. And the truth is you really have so many things, but in that moment where you're having that pity party or where you're feeling lack, you just can't see it. What you do is you play the alphabet game, and you start off with the letter A, and your goal is to find everything that starts with that letter for which you're thankful. And you are going to continue until you've exhausted A, then you move on to B, and then you move on to C. So, for example, perhaps it is a really hot day and your air conditioner is working really well and you're thankful for that. Maybe many years ago you went to Aruba, you had such beautiful memories, and you're thankful for that. Maybe you have a good friend, Annie, who is just so wonderful to you, and you're grateful for that. Maybe apples are on sale this week, and that's your favorite fruit, and you are grateful for that. So those are things you you just never think of it. And what you'll find is that you have so many things for which to be thankful, you just didn't realize it. By the time you get to about the fourth or fifth letter of the alphabet, you probably have 20 or more things that you had not thought about. And the thing is, the the belief that you have something for which to be grateful and the belief of lack, they don't tend to hang out together. So the moment you're busy being grateful and naming all the things for which you're grateful is the moment you're not focusing on your lack. So play the alphabet game. That's one great way to get an attitude of gratitude. The second tip for getting an attitude of gratitude, and this is something I do also, is, you know, get yourself a journal, and in that journal you want to write three things. It doesn't have to be many. Three things that uh, you were thankful for at the end, the, day, the end of the day. And three more things that you expect to be thankful for the following day. And what you realize is if you do this at the end of the day, before going to bed, what a great way to go to bed, being both thankful and grateful. If you do this at the beginning of the day, what a great way to start your day, being both thankful and hopeful. So get yourself a gratitude journal or list and write down the three things that you're thankful for that day and the three things you know you're going to get the next day and you're already thankful for. And so you'll realize you really have a lot more than you thought because many times it's the feeling of lack that makes us so stressed out. We think we don't have this and we should be here and we should have had this and we don't. And these things lead to our stress. So focus on the things you have and you'll realize it will change your perspective. The next tip, tip number four, to help you manage your stress so it doesn't manage you is to search for your purpose. This is such an amazing thing. Search for your purpose. You know, someone once said that there are two great days in a life, 
the day you were born and the day you discover why and how true that is, how true that is. Knowing your purpose in life gives you stability. Passion, they say, is the great energizer and the great stress buster. When you are busy working on your purpose and on your passion, you don't have time to feel stressed. So search for your purpose. That's tip number four. Tip number five, manage your time. Manage your time. You know, in a time like this where we're busy multitasking and doing many, many things at the same time, this can lead to a lot of stress. So you really want to manage your time so that you will be allowed to do more of the things that you actually want to do, right? And by assessing your time and your task and managing your time, it will help you to have less stress in your life. And some of the tips that you can use to help manage your time, and I actually had a talk with um, my coach about this. This was one that she mentioned to me, which is a great one, and I've heard it before, and that is to plan your day from the day before. Plan your day from the day before. Uh, many of the most motivational speakers that often talk about this you know, if you have a to-do list or whatever you do to plan your day, get all of this done from the day before. Put things on a monthly calendar so you can see the big picture. You can see all of the things that might go wrong. You may see where there are going to be possible conflicts that you didn't think of before. The third thing is prepare things ahead of time. I've found, for example, if I iron for the entire week, I have my clothing set up for the entire week. So if I'm going to work five days that week or six days, I have my six outfits, and they're all out there. And I can still choose what day I want to wear what but they're all ironed and ready. And so I'm not frazzled the morning when I wake up trying to get myself together. That's already done. So learn to manage your time. This will definitely help in keeping your life a little less stressful. Tip number six to help you manage your stress is to manage your clutter. <laughs> Research by UCLA-affiliated uh, social scientists concluded that Americans are overwhelmed by clutter, and clutter contributes to stress. So you really want to manage your clutter. Some of the tips, you know, don't buy too many stuff. And not only will that help with the clutter, it will help to save you some money. And so if you haven't worn something in about a year, get rid of it. That's something I've started doing, and it's so helpful, so cathartic, and feels so good because someone else can wear it. I can donate it. Someone else can wear it. If you have time and you want to sell it, you can do that or just throw it away. So, And everything should have a home. And one of the things that work for me with managing my clutter is to set a schedule each week to go through things, whether it's your mail, your email, your clothing, whatever. Set a schedule, and this will help you to manage your clutter. Tip number seven, and this is something that I've been working on for the last few months, and it's been wonderful. Get spiritually connected. Get spiritually connected. And this doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a specific belief system or even a religious worship. 
it just means that you need to find some real sense of purpose, some connection to the world. When you get spiritually connected, you become involved in something bigger than you are. And it allows you also to expand your social network and your support system. And people who are spiritually connected tend to lead a happier, healthier lives. So get yourself spiritually connected. Tip number eight is to cultivate good relationships. And it can be seen as a continuation of the last tip. When you have good relationships, it adds a wonderful dimension to your life. It helps to celebrate good times. You have people to help you celebrate good times. And when there are bad times, you have someone that you can, you know, there's a shoulder if you need it. So having a strong, supportive social network has been associated with lower levels of stress, increased longevity, and a greater level of happiness. And some of the tips for cultivating good relationship is to focus your energy on positive friendships. Pick up a phone sometimes. Make the time. Make the time to get together for tea. Don't keep score. If you call that person three times and they only called you once, it's okay. You can call them a fourth time. And the most important tip is to first be a friend. If you want to make friends, you first got to be a friend. Tip number nine is to become financially healthy. Big, big, big source of stress for people. Many marriages and relationships have ended over finance. So you want to learn good money management skills. You want to get out of debt. Don't spend more than you earn. Pay down your debt and try to have an emergency fund. Another huge tip is to keep it moving. This is a wonderful one. Exercise benefits you in so many ways. It improves your health, changes your focus. It pumps up your own endorphins. This is your brain feel-good neurotransmitters. It improves your sleep, improves your mood, helps to manage mild depression and decrease anxiety. So just do it. Just start exercising. Tip number 10. This is to practice good nutrition, and you should be doing this anyway. Uh, Avoid caffeine. Avoid caffeine and smoking and alcohol. These are great tips to help manage your stress. Now, as I said before, stress is all around. It doesn't have to control you. Persistent exposure to stress is dangerous, but you have the power to manage your stress. Remember, Stress does not have to manage you. You've been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane. I'm your host, Diane A. Thompson, MD. And this show is wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for listening. This show, the goal is to give you information to help take control of your health and your life. Please join me next Sunday at 6.30 p.m. for another episode of Health Talk with Dr. Diane on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane, MD. Please join us every other Sunday on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Diane Thompson at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to listen to past shows, or would like our free ebook on stress, please visit www.drdianethompson.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy today.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.